Welcome to Insights into the Faith with Bishop Mark Seitz of the Diocese of El Paso. Join us as we discuss Bishop Seitz's thoughts and teachings into our faith and the life of our church in El Paso. And now, welcome, Bishop Mark. Muy buenos días. Welcome to Insights into the Faith with me, as always, in persona. Bishop Mark Seitz. Ese no pasa cada vez, pero aquí estamos. Gracias a Dios. Gracias a Dios. Gracias a Dios, Bishop Mark. Well, before we get started, why don't we get started with a prayer? Okay. En el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. Amén. Amén. Abremos nuestros corazones a ti, Señor. Presente en nuestro mundo, presente en nuestras vidas. Presente en su eh, iglesia, sea con nosotros, Señor, revela su presencia entre nosotros para que podamos responder con agradecimiento, con confianza en, en tu ayuda en nuestras vidas. Guide us as we celebrate this feast of the Mother Cathedral of the Church in uh, found in Rome, St. John's Lateran's Basilica, to remember that um, the church is called by you to be a mother of all, not just a few of us, but of, of all peoples in the world, and she has arms open, welcome to receive them into their home, the church. Uh, please grant that we might be good members of this holy body of Christ. Um, grant that we might draw people to you by the way that we live, uh, by the way that we reveal your presence. Um, help us in this time that we share together to, to advance that, that good work, um, to reveal it more clearly in, in our daily lives in, in this diocese of El Paso. Te lo pedimos todo por Cristo nuestro Señor. Amen. Amen. It's a very interesting day this morning, Bishop Mark, yeah. uh, with the feast of the dedication of St. John Lateran Basilica in Rome. I've actually been there. It's a beautiful church. But the one of the things that I learned was what people, most people, I guess, feel is 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 normal is, is that St. Peter's Basilica is the cathedral, but it is not. It's not the seat. The seat is St. John Lateran uh, which we're celebrating today. Yeah, Tell us a little bit about that. They're on to it, Fernie. Yeah. That's right. Uh, St. Peter's Basilica is the church in, in Vatican, in the Vatican, Vatican City, and, and an amazing church. It's a church that has been used for many events from the time that it, it was um, uh, built in its present form, right? I mean, because there's been a church there from... Uh, well, I mean, it's been a place of honor uh, for St. Peter since since the first century. But um, anyway, it, it was built in, in the Middle Ages and uh, gradually kind of became the center of the activities of the Pope. However, the, the historical truth uh, is that in the th fourth century, uh, uh, an emperor by the name of Constantine, uh, after centuries of uh, the empire fighting the church, Constantine became a Christian himself, a Catholic Christian, and um, 
donated this land for the building of an enormous facility, a church that would uh, be the mother church of the Diocese of Rome. And because of Rome's importance, uh, it also became the mother church in a, in a sense of the world. And right. it still stands today. It's uh, been destroyed in some ways and you know, damaged through fires and earthquakes and so on through the years, and then rebuilt and even built more lar uh, larger than it was before. The present structure that we have was built in the 17th century, and um, it, I hope you have a chance to see it. Someday. Es es una maravilla. Yeah. Uh, la cosa que me tomé, that that took me the most was that along the walls you have all the apostles. Mm -hmm. uh, the statues of all the apostles along the walls, and then right at the front is is the cathedra, the chair. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful white chair. I, just a, what an extraordinary experience. Sí, he tenido la oportunidad de celebrar uh, con otros obispos de Estados Unidos uh, la misa ya. Es muy significativa cada, cada vez cuando tenemos una visita ad limina allá. Tenemos la oportunidad, es parte de la visita uh, que es céntrico en, en la razón para nuestra visita. Es un, como una peregrinación y vamos a, a esta basílica uh, que, que es, como dije, la basílica catedral de toda la iglesia. Vamos allá para renovar nuestra... Um, Creencia, nuestra discipulado en la Iglesia Católica, la Iglesia Universal. So it's always a very significant part of our visit. The church, you know, it's, it's so old. It's been around so long. It, 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 it's had different names, and I don't have all of, the, all of that in front of me right now, but uh, it's called St. John's for... Uh, St. John the Baptist, and uh, there's a relic there that is reputed to be the head of John the Baptist, and it's high above the main altar. And, uh, but I believe it's also had a dedication to Mary in the past, and so its full name is about this long. Yeah, I, re um, <laughs> I remember going there and reading the full name and thought, oh, my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but... Um, place I, I would hope every Catholic Christian one day would have the chance to see in person. It, it's a beautiful place, and it, it's such ex, it's an extraordinary feast, right, Bishop Mark, in that we come together to pray, in a sense, for the whole church. Absolutely, uh, and, you know, normally we, our saints celebrate events in the Lord's life, events in Mary's life, um, to, uh, events in the uh, and we celebrate different saints according to the calendar of the year. But this is one of those feasts that is not um, a, a saint's feast, uh, uh, the Lord's feast as such. It's a feast of the church, you know. And if, if it were just a building we were celebrating, one might well say, like, as holy a place as it is, celebrating a building? Uh, right. But the truth is, of course, Estamos celebrando la iglesia y la unidad de la iglesia uh, fundada por Cristo en la roca, que es 
uh, uh, que los apóstoles con, con Pedro como su uh, líder. Uh, y eso es lo que estamos celebrando. Uh, y hemos celebrado este día de los siglos de... Uh, uh, para siglos desde la fundación de esta iglesia. Excelente, Bishop Mark. Bueno, well, happy feast day. Um, Amen. Uh, it, just, uh, just a beautiful feast for the whole church. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit. Uh, quiero hablar sobre la misa fronteriza esta fin de semana. Uh, tuve chance de ver uh, lo que es lo que sucedió. Tenemos un video mm -hmm. en Facebook que puede uno ver. Uh, díganos un poco de, de, de la misa fronteriza esta fin de semana. Uh, it's always just such a moving experience for me uh, celebrating that mass and You know, it's one of those events, and I think there are many of these in the church, where in a sense, no one really has to say anything. No necesita right. decir nada para explicar la significancia de, de lo que estamos haciendo. Uh, celebrando en la mera frontera, eh, sobre el río grande, bravo, uh, dice poderosamente que somos en verdad tras las divisiones que experimentamos entre países, entre naciones, entre partidos políticos, uh, somos una iglesia. Y entonces es muy interesante lo que di dijo uh, que está transicionando a, a otra cosa, pero no en verdad totalmente diferente porque uh, ahora uh, en ese día celebramos la iglesia entera y en el sábado uh, fuimos celebrando uh, la iglesia unida tras fronteras fronteras it's very interesting that the I guess uh, Marco Raposo and his team uh, built an altar That day, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, they built a platform uh -huh. for the altar, to right. be exact. Uh, and there was really a fair amount of water in the river. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and uh, just, just that platform, to me, is a powerful symbol. You know, bridges normally take years to build, right? right? But Marco, with his group of dedicated uh, carpenters, craftsmen, mm -hmm. put down that that uh, pathway, that uh, puente, in a matter of hours. Right. You know? and, and it looked like it had been constructed for months, like we've yeah. been working on it for months. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty cool. We can build bridges. Excellent. Podemos crear, construir puentes. Y si estamos dedicados a esta, este trabajo como debemos ser, como católicos cristianos, um, eh, podemos hacer mucho en poco tiempo. 
Excelente. And Bishop, I know that people traveled from as far as St. Louis, Missouri. There was a group of kids that came yeah. uh, from Catholic high schools. We had others from and, outside and, of town, too, from right. distant places. I'm not sure exactly. Right. We had people from all over the country, right? Yeah. What sense did you get having heard their stories? I'm sure you spoke with them. What sense did you get from them, uh, having having experienced a border mass like this? Well, they came down to spend like four or five days mm-hmm. um, over a long weekend from Catholic schools in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had had the chance actually to meet them in St. Louis when I went up to preach at their Red Mass, the mass that is for lawyers, uh, uh, elected officials, and so on. And... Uh, so it was kind of cool to reunite with them and say, Bienvenido al Paso. Uh, but uh, they, it was a really arduous trip. I mean, they traveled from St. Louis overnight to El Paso. Wow. I, I don't remember how many hours they said it was, but it must have been like, what, 16 hours? Something at, like that. At, at least. And um, uh, then they got right at it, you know, visiting different parts of of our, our border area and uh, came to this mass and they were going back, I think on Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, traveling all day again. But uh, talking to these kids, they said it was really a powerful experience for them. Uh, and I, I know it's going to change the way that they look at borders, uh, especially our, uh, the way we live the border, if you will. Para toda su vida van a pensar en la frontera con México en una manera diferente, no como un lugar donde dos naciones están confrontando uno al otro uh, para impedir uh, el pasaje de uh, los de uh, uh, los enemigos, los criminales, algo así. Uh, ahora entienden la verdad eh, de que es un lugar de encuentro un lugar de bienvenido, um, eh, es un lugar donde experimentamos las consecuencias de un sistema de inmigración, sistema de leyes rot, roto, rotos. Quebrados. 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 Sí. Um, y um, experimentamos las consecuencias de eso aquí. Espero que entiendan mejor. Where are they coming from? Donde van? Where do they hope, hope to go? What do they hope to do? Why are they coming? Right. Uh, all of these questions are almost never asked. Right. And, and it changes one's whole perspective. You know, why can't we have a system that, that allows those who are fleeing to come? That's what the asylum, international asylum law adopted by our country and, you know, put in place in large measure in the world by our country. That's what it's for, to make sure that people who have no place to go and live uh, when their lives have been threatened, uh, uh, you know, uh, that when they arrive at our border, we're not just turning them away. Why can't we give them a process by which they can make that claim rather than just saying, go back? Right. Um, why can't we receive people who want to work here? Drive down the street and see all the work, uh, the help wanted signs, and, and see whether they're going to be taking our jobs. Right. You know, uh, no, we need the, the help right now. 
We're not hardly having any kids. Um, necesitamos su presencia, su ayuda. Why can't we have a system that, that allows that to happen in an orderly way and then is able to better focus on preventing those few people who would want to cross with drugs, who would want right. to cross, cross to create criminal activity. Um, then we could focus on those. They would be the ones crossing in irregular places, right? Um, because they wouldn't want to pass through in, in, a, in the way that is permitted for those who are seeking asylum and, uh, and so on. So, you know, while the church doesn't say exactly what the law should look like, we can say there are some principles we, we ought to be following. Debemos tener una ley que se permite los que necesitan cruzar para contribuir a nuestro país a pasar. So, and, and that being said, Bishop Mark, um, just a, board, a beautiful border mass, uh, excelente. I know there were some nerves going into it, but all in all, uh, it did come together, right, Bishop Mark? Siento que sí, pero otros pueden juzgar mejor que yo. Pero para mí fue una experiencia muy buena con gente um, en los dos lados que quisiéramos tener más en el futuro, pero bueno, mucha gente y um, con los tres obispos de esta región vivimos muy cerca el obispo de Ciudad Juárez uh, José Guadalupe Torres el obispo de uh, Las Cruces uh, obispo Peter Valdequino y yo Uh, y he tenido la oportunidad de presidir en la misa y predicar. Um, uh, me gustó mucho. Muchos sacerdotes, diáconos, miembros de las iglesias, filigreses, uh, canciones bonitas. Espero que, espero que puedan ver. Matachines también. Matachines, sí. So, um, on, on our, uh, Dallas, our Facebook page, our photographer, Emily uh, Montelongo, did go out. She did. Uh, put together a couple of stories. One with the uh, uh, kids that came from St. Louis. Oh, she good. climbed up Mount Cristo Rey with them the day before. Cool. Uh, so there's a story about that, and of course the story about the border mass, and and just the sights and and sounds. And um, also we'll be uh, publishing Bishop Mark's uh, homily today as well, along along with this podcast uh, for the border mass. Uh, you speak a little bit about just kind of shifting gears, a little bit about laws when it comes to the border. Um, we just had the opportunity to uh, share in our what is our right here in this country, and it's uh, to vote yesterday in Election Day. We don't know how all of the... Uh, no, it's still Wednesday morning when we're recording this, and the results still aren't all in. So that being said, Bishop Mark, I, without getting too into the weeds politically, uh, how are you feeling about Election Day? Just as a Catholic and, and, and as a Catholic leader. <laughs> I'm glad it's over. <laughs> I'm really tired of those negative political ads. They, they really turn me off. Um, I, I don't think it's ever right to, um, uh, you know, to, to make accusations that are um, not, you know, not entirely true. 
against someone else, and I believe it happens on both sides. Uh, you know, to characterize them as as evil, you know, uh, that kind of a thing. That that's it's pretty serious stuff, and from the Christian perspective, frankly. And now it seems to rule the day. How many p- political ads did you see that were positive? You know, you know, just just expressing what this person, uh, uh, what their life is like, and what uh, positions they take, and why. Uh, not too many. Um, so I'm really glad that that whole deal is over. But um, you know, I'm also glad that we're not hearing too many. Uh, claims of, uh, you know, the fraud, that kind of thing. You know, I suppose that may still be coming, but, um, you know, it's, it really uh, you know, doesn't appear that um, uh, that is something that's dominant in our country. You know, that some people make it sound like we're a third world dictatorship or something. And, uh, you know, I, I, I worry that false claims of fraud can really harm our, our country and, and take away the confidence that people need to have in the system. You know, it's not to say that you're ever going to have a system that's 100%. Um, people, uh, being who they are, they're, they're sometimes going to... Uh, you know, seek to uh, abuse the system, but to suggest that it is, um, you know, so prevalent that it changes the outcomes of many elections, uh, I think that's uh, not been shown to be true, frankly, and it's harmful to suggest it. So, that being said, as of you know, beginning to this year, ¿Qué, ¿Qué es lo que como católicos podremos nosotros uh, sea organizar o qué es lo que podemos hacer sobre estas cosas muy serias? Mm-hmm. Bueno, eh, necesitamos uh, trabajar como cada persona para uh, buscar candidatos que pueden servir y si podemos uh, nosotros uh, participar en, en la sistema para mejorar la sistema, no solamente para criticar la sistema, eh, estará bien. Uh, y, y como católicos necesitamos expresar las creencias que tenemos como católicos que hemos recibido de Jesús. Por ejemplo, acerca de la dignidad de la vida humana desde su comienzo en el, el vientre de su mamá uh, hasta su muerte natural. Uh, necesitamos um, um, reiterar eso, aunque parece que na- nadie están, está de acuerdo. Uh, eso es la vida de un cristiano, that we have to kind of reiterate uh, our our beliefs that come to us, we believe from Jesus um, uh, about, for instance, the dignity of human life from its very beginning until its natural end, and all the way across the spectrum. Um, uh, about um, our our desire to 
um, uh, live in, in a way that reflects uh, the ability to, uh, to not take revenge or vengeance on people who even commit terrible crimes uh, uh, by, by taking their, their life ourselves, by adding violence to the violence they've already committed. Um, you know, uh, respecting the, the sacrament of marriage, uh, um, respecting immigrants, of course, um, you know, uh, just standing up for, for the basic principles that are not owned by either political party, uh, but which come to us f from Jesus through the church, and we ought to be working to have them reflected, n not in a uh, divided way, but in a in a united way um, within our political system. Excellent, Bishop Mark. Well, gracias a Dios, it's over. Sí. <laughs> and we continue to pray uh, for those elected officials that do know uh, where, where they're going next. Um, pray for them and, and, and hope that we can continue to remain vigilant and remain uh, involved in our political process. Um, Bishop Marka, just changing gears a little bit, coming this weekend uh, on November 11th and 12th, um, the Southwest Youth Conference mm. uh, at Starlight Event Center at 6650 Continental, which is a Region 19 building, which is right next to uh, the airport. Uh, it's, it's a building up on top. It kind of looks like a garage, but the top part of it is, is the meeting place. Uh, I know they're very excited about this. Uh, I know they've got, uh, I believe it's an artist uh, that's coming in. It was here a, a month ago. Her name escapes me. A musical yeah, artist. A musical artist. Uh, um, I'm sorry, I didn't have it in my notes. Uh, how, how are you feeling about that? And where are you going to get out? Are, are you going to be able to get out? Well, actually, I'm going to be heading out to the U.S. Bishops meeting. Uh, unfortunately, um, we had that conflict, but um, I know that many of our priests will be taking part, and certainly Father Fabian Marquez. Um, I'm always uh, just so happy when we can offer events that bring together young people to celebrate their faith. Uh, they, uh, we have such a big responsibility as a church, and, and they really need to have the faith in their life and presented to them in a way that can show them that, that it's uh, not, not something that it's just for old people that it's not something that is boring, but it's the most in, in, engrossing, positive, joyful uh, uh, reality that we can have as part of our life. And part of what makes it such a joy is that w it can bring together youth that have this uh, similar commitments and are part of a similar search to have God in their life. And I think a lot of times youth are really surprised. Es una sorpresa a ellos los jóvenes que no son no son no están solos que hay otros jóvenes que también tienen esta fe y cuando tienen miles en verdad miles de ellos siente como están parte de de algo maravilloso y en verdad es sí uh, something something bigger than themselves um, and something that can bring them together around some uh, around beliefs and practices that will give meaning to their life and hope 
and joy. Um, and oh, of course, Sarah Hart. She's a regular here in El, in El Paso, and she's wonderful. She was here for the foundation uh, uh, mass uh, mm -hmm. and dinner last month, and she'll be here again uh, this weekend at the uh, Starlight Youth, uh, I'm sorry, the Southwest Youth Conference at the Starlight Event Center, 6650 Continental. Uh, you can check our diocesan Facebook and our website for more information on that. You did mention something that I wanted to talk to you about going into next week. To offer our prayers to you and your brother bishops, you all are getting together, I believe, in Baltimore. That That's right. Mm -hmm. uh, for the bishops' conference next week, tell us a little bit about that. I know you do this twice a year. What, what are you What are you uh, looking to do? I know it's a big weekend for you. This is our uh, serious kind of build yeah. business meeting, and uh, we try to work together for the sake of the church in the whole United States. Uh, as we've talked about earlier, the church is universal, uh, but it has uh, a certain this particular set of responsibilities within each nation and each uh, part of the world. And, and so we try to take that up and we try to see how well we're, we're living it, what more can we do. Um, we'll be electing a new president, which is really important, right, to have good dynamic leadership, someone who can be a spokesperson for the church in the United States, new vice president, secretary. I believe we're electing all those offices. We'll be in um, electing the committee chairs and uh, working on uh, a renewal of the um, safe environment um, the directives that uh, came out of the from the church in 2002 um, to protect uh, our children uh, and vulnerable adults fr from any harm. Uh, we'll be looking at a lot of issues uh, that are important to the church in the United States. Uh, and uh, it's important for us to come together as well. Uh, somos uh, una iglesia. Y, y los obispos son los llamados a servir como pastores de cada uh, iglesia local. Pero debemos cooperar con uno con otro. Y es una inspiración a mí también. Uh, a conocer estos líderes, uh, uh, buena gente, muy dedicado a su fe, santos uh, y, uh, y, y fieles uh, a la vida de, de la iglesia, uh, buscando uh, cómo podemos, puede la iglesia servir mejor. Excellent, Bishop Mark. Well, just know that our prayers are with you next week. I know there's a lot of important business ahead of you. Um, so thanks be to God that you'll be there and our prayers will be with you. Thank you. Finally, Bishop Mark, we come to the end of our show, but as always, I always ask you for a small little smidge of what we might hear this weekend uh, for the Gospels of the Week. Sí. Uh, me gusta estas, um, estos, estos domingos en el fin del año litúrgico. Uh, la iglesia te, te, tiene un año uh, eh, como el civil, pero no exactamente lo mismo. Comenzamos usualmente en el comienzo de diciembre con la estación de Adviento. Y este domingo es el um, 33, uh, domingo 33, 
um, y solamente tenemos 34. <laughs> so, so you can see, we're coming to the end of the year. And of course, at the end of the year, we think about endings, about the cycle of life, as well as just the cycle of the year. Um, y uh, tenemos una oportunidad de reflexionar acerca del término del mundo y en ese contexto podemos pensar en el tiempo. We can think about time itself, which is a creature of God, you might say, a creation of God. So um, certainly I'll be reflecting on that this Sunday and uh, invite you to listen uh, uh, I, I hope I have some thoughts about it that that will be um, helpful to you, and um, I know I know that your pastors will as well when uh, you go to church on Sunday. Yes, so we encourage you, please, uh, if you're well and you're able and you're capable, go to church on Sunday. Our churches are open. Our pastors are waiting to greet you. Uh, for those of you que, por ejemplo, están pocos mayores de edad que no pueden salir de la casa por cualquier razón tenemos las uh, misas uh, este en en, um, en la televisión uh, en el canal 7.4 a las 10 de la mañana en el canal uh, TV Azteca and in English at 11 in the morning channel 7.2 uh, the CW uh, and also you can catch Bishop Mark's masses uh, online on our Diocesan Facebook page, and also if you just want to listen to the homily, uh, you can listen to the homily on our Diocesan Facebook as well, and where you catch your podcasts as well. Bishop Mark, gracias, gracias. I know uh, that you just came flying in, but you're here. Gracias por acompañarnos hoy. Gracias, un gusto. Well, Bishop Mark, as always, your final blessing, please. Con gusto. El Señor esté con ustedes. Que la bendición de Dios Padre, Hijo, Espíritu Santo, descienda sobre ustedes y permanezca para siempre. Amen. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. And we'll see you again next time. Gracias. Bye-bye. Insights into the Faith is a production of the Office of Communications of the Catholic Diocese of El Paso. Our executive producer is the Most Reverend Bishop Mark J. Seitz, Bishop of the Catholic Diocese of El Paso. This podcast was produced and directed by Fernie Senecitos, Director of Communications for the Diocese of El Paso. Please feel free to hit the subscribe button and leave us a comment. You can ask Bishop Seitz a question for this show by emailing communications at elpasodiocese.org. That's communications at elpasodiocese.org. You can also follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with the handle at El Paso Diocese. May God bless you all, and we'll see you again next week.